0: Send across across Sasha Banks. She's the boss. She's the blueprint. She's the standard. I'm going to have to use all my ESTs to take her down. I'm going to have to be the strongest, the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest, the best.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves and the final sands are trickling through the hourglass. The moment is at hand. It is finally time for the showcase of the Immortals. WrestleMania just days away. Joining me as usual, my first mate. The voice of NXT, Vic Joseph. Vic, you're coming
2: off of the first night of TakeOver. How are you holding up? I am struggling with the excitement of everything. TakeOver Night 1, TakeOver Night 2, of course, tonight. WrestleMania. Things are feeling normal. The excitement is back, man. I mean, this is... It's hard to actually describe to make it make sense, because I'll just jumble my words. Never before in history, definitely not in
1: our business, has anyone been excited about normal? (laughs) That is the the highest compliment we can pay the amazing Ah. crew and the team and everyone in WWE and in the city of Tampa, making this finally happen. It has been the longest year of everybody's life, but finally some sense of normalcy. Raymond James stadium is going to be packed. It is going to be rocking. And I would dare say that the superstars in the locker room that will have the opportunity to make that walk to the ring in front of the fans for the first time in over a year, I would dare say the locker room is more excited than the fans for WrestleMania
2: this year. It's, it's a great way of, of describing it because we all are, right? I mean, yes. at this point, Graves, you can walk out there. and No one's going to boo you either. I know you I, love I mean, getting booed. I wouldn't booed my people... chickens before they hatch. I mean, there's a very That's real possibility. Fair enough, but... If
1: anybody still maintains some ability <laughs> throughout this, it's been me.
2: But dude, it's um, I I can't imagine what the, the superstars. Would feel. We're gonna talk to Bianca Belair coming up. I know she's gonna be excited here. Her feelings on everything um, as it pertains to WrestleMania. Normal is here, and it's it's exciting to be normal for the first time in quite a while.
1: It's exciting to be excited. I think everyone would agree. Nothing has been ideal over the last year. Right. But the business keeps moving forward. It's been a testament to our mission statement as a company. We're putting smiles on people's faces. It's been a rough year. But finally, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. We're not out of the woods yet, but there is a little bit of light. And that light looks like a giant pirate ship in the end zone of Raymond James Stadium. Let's run through the card, man. There's all so right. much to be excited about. We don't, have to, we don't have time to hit each and everything. We got a big interview with Bianca, as we mentioned. Uh, you don't want to miss that. She's all fired up. She's jacked up and excited for the biggest matchup of her life. But let's start on night one. I mean, this, I, I advocated for a multiple-night WrestleMania by accident like two years ago. Last year, pandemic, inside the Performance Center, out of necessity, it was two nights. It worked so well we're doing it again. I'm taking full credit. I didn't doubt that you wouldn't
2: take full credit. <laughs> <laughs> how
1: about, how about the, the true clash of Titans on Saturday night? The almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title.
2: And man, we've had both of them on since I've joined after the bell. And I will say what I've already said. You have two stars, two guys that legitimately, if you were walking down the street, you would look over there and go, wow. They could literally kick my ass. That is what we've been waiting for. Two Goliaths that are going to clash in the ring. And look, the work rate, you've seen the matches that they've put on. Not only with each other, but over the last several months, this is going to be just, for me, awesome. This is what a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania should be. This is what it should feel like. I completely agree with you. I am stoked
1: beyond belief as to what this is. This is two legitimate heavyweight badasses colliding for the WWE championship on the grandest stage. It's simple. I still stand by my claim that Bobby Lashley leaves Raymond James Stadium as WWE champion. But to that point, nobody loses. If Drew McIntyre wins and pulls it off, I'm not going to be disappointed, aside from the fact that I have to let you host the show. Well, that well, that's actually sounds pretty good to me. Well, you're the one. Uh, How about this one? I've I've gushed and pontificated about the greatness that is Bad Bunny and how much fun I've had with the Bad Bunny story on Monday Night Raw. Bad Bunny, Damien Priest versus Miz and Morrison.
2: Hey, hey, ho, ho! My voice cracked. Hey, hey, ho, ho! I love the song. Hey, hey, hop, hop. Thank you. Yeah, but the first one was hey, hey, ho, ho. I'll Uh, get to hey, hey, hop, hop. Do you want me to do Uh, the dance? Are you you? are you
1: trying to are you trying to be a hipster as far as Miz and Morrison cuts go? Are Are you you trying to pull deep tracks? Johnny, drip, drip. Oh, I know. You wish Trust you could wear those glasses. Vic, I have been there in person to enjoy most of Johnny Drip Drip and, and oh, I'm
2: jealous of that handiwork. This match has Corey Graves written all over, by the way. I'm not even going to get to this call This is it. one you're salivating over.
1: I'm salivating, but I'll be watching it from But from that's that what you want. Or... You're going to be able to enjoy it. That's true. You're going to be able to sit back and enjoy what this is going to be and Maybe somebody with, with great seats on the floor will invite me to come have some popcorn during that one.
2: No, that'd be kind of nice. To throw, you know, old joking aside, I have been in the Performance Center for NXT. Bad Bunny has been in there working, and I can't state this enough. For somebody from the outside world who did not need to come to the WWE, he came here because he wanted to. He's putting in the work. All hats off to Bad Bunny and his team, and I really can't wait to see what he's going to do inside the ring. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm a guy like so many throughout this business and
1: and we have them to this day that you didn't come up the right way, quote quote unquote. You didn't do the independence. You didn't pay your dues, so to speak. But here you are. And there's always a bit of, I don't know if jealousy is the word, but there's a bit of apprehension anytime somebody from the celebrity realm enters our world. So when you hear somebody, a, a star of the magnitude of Bad Bunny doing to the best of his ability, what he can to pay his dues, to learn this, to be respectful and pay his respects to what we do as a company and, and as a business. That to me is the highest compliment. Even if he goes out and falls on his face, agree, yeah. he put in the work. He tried to do what he can because he respects and appreciates and loves what we do. And let's be honest, he couldn't be in there with anybody better than Miz and Morrison. And, and this is a big opportunity for Damian Priest too, because the world's going to be watching maybe for bad money, But the spotlight is going to fall on Damian Priest, too. So the onus is on Priest to show the world the biggest audience he's ever performed in front of, what he is truly capable of at WrestleMania. I think it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Hop, hop. Hop, hop. You... Oh my God. There, there's no, no, I don't think I have a pet peeve in the world bigger than somebody who missings the lyrics to songs hey, willfully. Hey,
2: willfully. Ho, ho. willfully.
1: This isn't an ignorance. And before I blow my mind or, you know, lose my mind and blow up on <laughs> you, you're getting very <laughs> flustered yeah, right I, I'm now. I'm flustered. I'm frustrated. I was in a good mood. Hey, hey, ho, ho. I'm going to punch <laughs> you directly in the throat. Wade's going to be calling night to a stand and deliver all I got himself. tears coating on my eyes.
2: Oh, I love frustrating
1: you. Okay, move on. I'm sorry. Oh, the other thing I want to give some love to before we dive into the Bianca conversation and night two, Cesaro and Rollins. These are two guys, personally, to me, they're two of my favorite people, two of my closest friends and confidants, two guys I have traveled literally up and down the roads with, known both of them pretty much since I kind of got into the business from the independents, from Turner's Hall in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, all the way up to, here we are, Raymond James Stadium. Uh, On a personal note, I am happy. I'm just genuinely happy to be able to see my two friends and and the relationship that those two have had throughout their careers and for Cesaro to have this opportunity to shine. And I have no doubt in my mind that those two are going into WrestleMania with the mindset, with the mentality, follow that. I hope it's, I hope it's the first match everybody sees. I don't know what the card lineup looks like. If it's Cesaro and Rollins, good luck. They're going to set the tone for the entire weekend. You've got two of the best in-ring competitors on the planet Earth. I could not be more excited. I dare say I might be more personally excited for that match than anything else this weekend.
2: Two guys I have a great respect for. Obviously, Cesaro joined us just several weeks ago, called his shot, said that if he had his dream scenario, it would be Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He gets his opportunity. I don't think these guys will um, let anybody top them, like you just said. And I'm so happy for the man, Cesaro, not the character, the person himself to get this just due to be able to show that he is what we said he was, that being best in the world. Couldn't agree
1: any more. Night two, still a lot more to get to. We've got, of course, the universal championship match, triple threat, Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan. How
2: do you see this one going? This one's been fun to watch from a fan's perspective. For me, I've, I've sat at home. I've watched it. We had Edge on the show. Uh, you know Roman Reigns, obviously better than I do. Daniel Bryan has a lot of truth in what he is saying. I will continue to say what I have said for several weeks. Make me believe. These three make me believe. It makes wrestling fun. It makes sports entertainment fun. This is the epitome of what this business is about what WrestleMania is. So you have one championship match that makes me believe you have the other championship match that we talked about. That is two ass kickers that are going to tear each other apart. It is beauty in front of us. Let them paint a blank canvas with the art that they want to do at WrestleMania. Well, you reached
1: deep into your pocket for that one. A little, I'm very little... passionate about, about I those two it. matches. Speaking of, of 2 badasses beating each other up. Did you watch Kong versus Godzilla yet? The hell's that? I hate you. You're off the show. That's it. This, that is literally the most. Offensive <laughs> no, I haven't thing watched stated. Kong versus Godzilla. You're worse than Rosenberg. Well, I'm watching. Do it. Do I'm it watching it Boy Takeover. Meets World right now. No, that's that's real. That explains a lot. Yeah, I that's stopped explained. Game of Thrones for Boy Meets World. Catch yeah. Out of well, that's why our friendship is constantly in jeopardy. Uh, how about the Fiend and Randy Orton? I, this is again. I, I talked about it. I think last year now, the Fiend has been this amazing story and character within the realm of wwe where it's long term everything the fiend has done since we've seen the firefly Funhouse, and every time that the fiend comes back there's this story of, of this long tenured boiling disdain inside of bray wyatt for his opponents obviously it all comes full circle randy orton burnt down the house of the wyatt family a couple years ago here we are slow methodical long term stories paying off at WrestleMania this to me from a storyline perspective is the the most quintessentially WrestleMania match maybe all weekend because it has built and built and built for so long and finally we have to have our resolution
2: yeah i think a lot of and i was like to speak for myself as a wrestling fan you get so caught up in how quick things turn around and how Uh, You get one month and two weeks and three weeks and then a pay-per-view is coming up and you have a match that's made, but you don't necessarily understand the reason why. This has that long, slow burn. To steal a Cesaro quote, it's like a, a good coffee. A nice, slow brew is the best type of coffee. I know you don't understand what he's saying there, do you? You don't like slow brew coffee. I'm not a a connoisseur of coffee quite like Cesaro. Okay, fair enough. I'm a
1: coffee fan, not a coffee
2: connoisseur. There's a difference. But a slow, slow burn that finally, you get invested in it. And to your point, all these twists and these new wrinkles that The Fiend brings out. And Randy Orton, I don't know how he does it. Randy Orton has again reinvented himself. He's doing things that we've never seen him do or be manipulated in ways. We've never seen him manipulated on WWE television. So... It's It's been, again, beauty and art at its finest.
1: Yet another one I am totally looking forward to, The Fiend versus Randy Orton. The overarching theme, and I, I dare call it a curiosity from my perspective, is to how the WWE universe is going to react to superstars. I think, I think particularly at the beginning of night one, everybody's just going to be so enamored with the fact, <laughs> wow, we're here, we're at WrestleMania in person, the electricity is going to be off the charts. But... Let's be honest. WWE fans, sports entertainment fans, pro wrestling fans are a bit of a fickle bunch. They like to have their input and they like to be very vocal. I'm curious. I'm going to make this prediction. Okay. I'm going to say that by the end of WrestleMania weekend, WWE has a new megastar that we didn't realize we were sitting on. And I don't know who that is. I have a Hmm. feeling, and this might sound kind of contrarian, Bobby Lashley, I saw the backlash on social media after the Hurt Business was broken up uh, on Raw a few weeks ago. I hated it as a fan, as a fan of those guys, as a friend of all those guys. I hated seeing that kind of departure. But I think Bobby Lashley right now, and I might be dead wrong, but I think Bobby is resonating with fans in a different way. It's, It's a throwback, but it's fresh. I think it might be Bobby. I think Bobby might get one of the best ovations of anybody all weekend, but if it's not Lashley, if it's maybe it's somebody a little more obscure, someone is going to leave Raymond James stadium this weekend with a badge of honor from the WWE crowd that have not been able to vocalize how they feel or what they love or how strongly they feel positively or
2: negatively about somebody on the card. Let me flip it on you here and talk about a negative reaction because since his return, in front of a live crowd in the last maybe goosebump feel reaction we had two years ago at the Royal Rumble when Edge returned. Right. This weekend at WrestleMania, do you think to your point, booze will be raining down I don't on the rated R superstar? I don't
1: know. And that's what's exciting because this is such a weird conundrum as a fan. If you've been watching and following. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. If you're following and you're watching the evolution of this story, as, as we lead up with the addition of Daniel Bryan, you, you use the, the term wrinkles. There are so many amazing little wrinkles to this story. I'm very genuinely curious as to what the crowd is going to do. They may cheer everybody, we may not hear a boo all weekend. I don't envision that being the case Mm -hmm. we may have a chorus of boots you may have somebody realize we may have the biggest villain in sports entertainment on our hands and not realize it because we haven't had that instant reaction and 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 the fans there in person to go yes this is our guy no this is we're raging against this guy it it could go any number of ways and that is a, a morbid
2: curiosity that i have inside of me well we're gonna find out this weekend aren't we because it's actually a pretty good point you bring up, and I hate giving you credit, even though I do it a lot. Give credit where it's due. Usually it's due in
1: my direction. But Vic, let's not waste any more time. We could break this down. We could pontificate. But I think we should all just agree that it's going to be exciting and fun to be fans again. It is WrestleMania weekend.
2: It's going to be a great time for everybody who is just watching, which is not a luxury that our guest will have. Well, absolutely not, because she has the biggest moment, the biggest match of her career on the biggest stage. She is the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. What I'm very excited about is the guest we just mentioned. She, to me, is someone, Corey, kind of like your Seth Rollins, your Cesaro, someone who I started with from day one, Bianca Belair. And Bianca, what's cool for me is to see where you've now gone. So, first and foremost, welcome to After the Bell.
0: Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, we are excited to have you. You know, I know we've always talked about track superstar, this, that, strength. I need to go back with you because you and I are the only two that are going to know this story. PC live shows. (laughs) That's where it started for me watching you and getting to call your matches, PC live. And the one that stands out the most is you and Mary-Kate. And Vic, let me jump in here real quick
1: just to explain to everybody what the PC Live is all about. To anybody listening to After the Bell who might not be familiar, when superstars are signed to NXT, to the Performance Center down in Orlando, Florida, you need reps. It's all about repetitions. And rather than performing in front of gigantic live crowds right out of the gate, you kind of work yourself up and you start with your peers, which in my opinion is the most nerve-wracking experience one goes through in the entire developmental process in WWE. Because it is you, somebody else who has relatively little experience or idea what's happening, and the two of you now perform in
2: front of your peers who are ruthless and unforgiving. So we'll start there, Bianca. What was it like to perform in front of your peers, first and foremost, right out of the gate?
0: It was the most nerve-wracking thing. I remember waking up the morning that I had PC, uh, a PC live show and being so nervous, (laughs) like the car rides on the way to the PC, I wouldn't talk. I feel like I was going to throw up because it's just like, I I, I don't, I don't know anything and I'm trying to prove, like prove myself and I'm proving myself in front of my peers and other people, like the coaches. And I'm in there. It it was, it's very nerve wracking and trying to learn everything and prove that you should be there and you deserve to be there. And, like I, I remember my very first PC live show coming out for an entrance. and I had no idea what to do. And so like my entrance, when I do this in my entrance, this all came from my very first time. Cause I was like, what, what, what do I do? What do, what I, do, do I do with my hair? I remember <laughs> you saying that too. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? Uh, and then I looked in the crowd and everybody was doing this. So I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> this is what we're doing. So it's just like, but that's when everything just starts, you know, you, you start forming things and things start coming together. But uh, it's uh, very nerve wracking to perform in front of your peers for the very first time.
1: Bianca, coming from the, the athletic world, which, you know, your accolades have been well documented. What was it like for you coming from an environment where it was strictly merit based, where it was you competing in legitimate, tangible sports against opposition versus now it's about the crowd. It's about the people watching even inside the performance
2: center.
0: Yeah, it's it, it was a, a very different transition, you know, coming from doing CrossFit and track and gymnastics and tumbling, things where you put the hard work in and you trained. and it when it was time to compete, you laid it all out there on the line. You didn't think about anything but competing and all your hard work unfolded in front of you and your talent plus your hard work combined was what your outcome was. And that's just what it was. It was whoever was the best got rewarded for being the, be- the absolute best. Um, so coming into WWE and learning that it's it's more of, it's more than just getting in the ring and doing moves and proving that you're the strongest and the fastest. It's so much more that goes into it is performing, it's entertaining, it's connecting with people and being able to make people feel something. So it's not necessarily always about who's the absolute best in the moment. It's whatever role needs to be filled in that moment. So. Physically, I would say it was very easy for the transition, but it was mentally the part that like kind of really messed with me in the beginning. Um, and it was trying to figure out what it meant to what what it meant to work hard, because for me, I was an overtrainer. Like I would wake up every morning, do a thousand abs a day, 500 pushups a day. I was doing two, two a days, three. I injured myself in CrossFit because I was doing three a days. Um,
1: That's insane, by the way.
0: It's it's. I'm, CrossFit once a day is nuts. Three
1: times a day, it's unacceptable.
0: Yeah, well, I got injured, you know, <laughs> over training. Um, but no, coming and then coming here was just like figuring out my perspective and my mindset and figuring out what it meant to, it wasn't so much about you wanted to train hard and work hard, but it was about training hard and working smart and always checking in on your perspective, on changing your validation. It's not so much like sometimes you're not the person in the spotlight. Um, and for me, it's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong. It's just not your time. So it's about being patient and focusing on the things that you can control for me. It was more of like the mental part that was more of a difficult transition for me.
1: Talk to me a little bit more about changing your perspective, because when you said that, I think everyone listening, particularly anybody in this business can relate to how difficult that can be. That's something that I still struggle with to this day. And I've been in this business more than half of my life. What did Bianca use or how did you overcome that obstacle mentally?
0: Well, for me, changing my perspective is always I look at this like this is my job. So when I come in, what is my job today? And I always focus on what is my role, what is my job? And then I get my fulfillment, my, my validation out of fulfilling that role in that job, whatever it is for that week when I show up. Um, for me, I would say, um always trying to figure out what your why is. And for me, a lot of it is being a role model, representation, looking at the bigger picture. When I was in NXT, right, um, I was going after the NXT Women's Championship. And it was just, it never happened. And so like, I had to constantly check in on my perspective and realize, you know, I was there during like the Shayna reign. It was when Shayna right, was, was
1: it, right. That was Shayna's time.
0: <laughs> it was Shana's time. But to me, I was like, okay, but at the same time, I was a part of that reign. Like I was a part of it. I, I had a match with her and I was a part of like pushing that forward and pushing it through and progressing it to the next storyline. And so um even when I got to Raw and um, I kind of was just backstage, I wasn't doing much. Um, I would have people come up to me saying like it's okay aren't you upset aren't you getting frustrated I'm just like look what's for me will be for me and I would rather them put me out there when they have something for me um, than for them to just kind of shuffle me so my perspective was more of just like it'll all come together um, trying to figure out what's my role right now and being able to I'm a big, firm believer in being able to clap for people, even when it's not your turn, because when it's your turn, you're going to want people to clap for you. So that's it's just kind of just focusing on the things that you can control. Like you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're um, focusing on some things you just cannot control.
2: And Bianca, to that point, how did you stay focused? How did you stay driven at that at that point throughout this entire process?
0: Um, Like I said, it's just like kind of really checking my perspective. And like my husband helps me so much because like that's the benefit of being married to someone in the business. You can talk to each other about your ups and your downs. And you uh, for me, too, it was a lot about um, staying patient. But also for me, it was setting goals on the outside too, having a balance. So I needed to. Uh, that's why I go so hard in the gym and I do like a lot of CrossFit based workouts and bench workouts and I have like goals of things that I want to do on the outside to keep me balanced and just so I'm not just like seeking my validation in in, in WWE because like I said sometimes it's not your time and you think you're doing something wrong so um, that's kind of what I would do I would just you know and see what my role was for that day and try to fulfill it.
1: At risk of sounding like the bitter old timer, who says, all Uh-oh, right, kid, here you we got go got to learn. know I, I, I'm we here doing go. a wow, while, you figured this out in record time. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to you explain all this, going, all right, yeah, we're gonna get her on this one. She's not gonna know. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I like, the stuff that you're saying, I am aware of, and I actively seek out, but I'm like, I still can't apply it to real life yet. I want to ask you about what you mentioned about being married to Montez Ford. You guys, I can I can explain firsthand and attest to the difficulties of working with your partner. What, if anything, do you and Montez credit for keeping you two sane outside of the world of wrestling, but together as a couple?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I think we always check in with each other. Um, we always constantly check each other's perspective. But I will say um, we try to focus on being each other's wife and husband before being workers. Um, Because even like, like right now um, I have a WrestleMania match and my husband doesn't. Uh, And he's just been so amazing through the whole process where he has just been by my side and been up with me every night doing my gear. And I'm like, babe, you can go to sleep. He's like, no, I'm, I I don't have a mania match. So I'm staying right here by your side. I'm your husband. So um, that's, you know, that's what we do. And we're not a, a couple, I hear some couples say like when they get home, it's like, they have times where they don't talk about wrestling at all. For us, like wrestling is such a huge part of our life that we just don't, we don't cut the time limit off. If it comes up, we talk about it. Um, and that's just a part of who we are. Uh, we travel together. We <laughs> we do everything together. And he was really someone that really helped the transition for me from NXT to Raw because he was on Raw about a year, uh, half a year before I was, so he really helped me with, like, coming home and telling me, like, the things that go on that are a little bit different than NXT and, like, kind of preparing me for when I got there. And so, like, he's just he's just always like a husband before he's a worker, and I try to be a wife before I'm a worker. And and we just try to, like, be each other's biggest supporters.
1: Can you turn the speakers up on your computer really, really loud, possibly, so he can hear in the next room over, Montez, stop it, you're making us all
2: look bad.
0: I was really trying to turn uh. my <laughs> speaker up. <laughs>
2: I actually about sent him a text message to see if he'd come in and splash some paint around. But I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's willing to do that.
0: Where is he? Babe, (laughs) come here. He's in he's in the other room painting the walls.
1: I hope he comes in splattered and paint. I'm envisioning him looking like a Mario brother right now with white overalls (laughs) and and a little hat.
2: I'm going to be disappointed if I see anything else.
0: (laughs) I hear him putting down the paint pens.
2: Yeah, I want him to oh. come here because I actually have a pair of shoes that he actually told me to order one time that I wore once. I want to see if he still thinks that they're, you know, you worthy of being like
1: worn. You, if you brought a here. pair of sneakers in preparation. No, for no, no, him. no, 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 look, no, no, I have them right be here be just in case. Look at oh, that. He's, he's going to his shirt
0: off. My God. Face.
1: <laughs> you got to sit down. <laughs> this is the ATB has become a thirst trap. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love this it. Is that your assistant? You guys, is that shark helping you paint the walls, man?
0: This is Bruce. He's helping out painting the run, man. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce
1: like finding Mimo Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Trey huh?
0: named him Bruce. He was like, What's his name? He was like, uh, Bruce. <laughs> hey,
2: Tez, <laughs> I still have to thank you for these, by the way, my man, my man. These shoes you oh, pointed Bruce? out to me one time. And wow, the shoes to... I wore one time. Wow. I still kept them. They're still right. This was a prop that I even had set up. Graves is upset because I got props. Thanks, Tezzy. <laughs> Appreciate it, my man.
1: Well, you know, Graves is a problem, so you don't really need, you know. See that? See that? Thank you, Tez. I knew we were friends for a reason. While I have you, I I, I, I don't know if you heard me screaming through your your computer that you need to stop making all of us look bad because Bianca's sitting here glowing and gushing about what a wonderful partner and human being you are. And we already knew that, but I don't need any more, you know, reaffirmations that Montez is just winning (laughs) at life. All right, I, I promise. No more all right, happen. appreciate that. Thank you for my sake. Do this for me, all If nothing else. I'm gonna just mess up the paint on all the walls. Of the house and <laughs> Take put all the all the blame on Bruce. You got a, You got an alibi right there. <laughs> you got a
2: scapegoat.
0: Bruce will get uh, get out of the house.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Tess. I appreciate. It. So, Bianca, that was great. By the way, Is he really walking around with a shark?
0: He well, the shark is in Trey's room. So, like, listen. The, the guy that y'all see in the ring is the guy that I get every day at home. So, yeah, it's like just weird, random things that happen around the house. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> very, very cool. Well, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. And, and I'm glad you brought him up as a, as a big part of your career because I got to see again it firsthand in NXT. But, you know, you've had such a um, – it, it's just it, – for me, it's it's awesome to watch what four years has been, just over four years from that PC live show to now – wrestle mania
0: <sighs> it's it's crazy you know being <laughs> I just laugh when I think about it I'm just like so happy like ever since when the Royal Rumble, I feel like this little girl that's on top of the world but going from you know I started in NXT in 2016 so it'll be five years actually April 11th will be five years for me uh the second day of Wrestlemania but it's just amazing to to look at my journey and see how far and quickly I've come. Like I'm on the grandest stage of them all. Like when you're in WWE, everybody their their goal is to go to WrestleMania and then be the main event of WrestleMania. Fingers crossed, possibly. But um, it's just it's 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 amazing to think of my journey. It's like I've it's been it's been ups and downs, and you know it, it feels like a long time, but also feels like a very short time because you know things happen so quickly in WWE. But it's just, all I can think about is like how my life has completely changed ever since I've gotten into WWE and being someone who didn't watch wrestling growing up and never imagined myself being a wrestler. Like I wanted to be an Olympic track athlete. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast, but by doing all these things, I didn't end up being an Olympic gymnast or an Olympic track athlete, but everything that I did led up to me being in WWE. It's like, it was a dream that I didn't realize was my dream until it became my reality. And I always say like wrestling, I compare it to my husband. It's like my other soulmate. I feel like wrestling found me. And it's something that like, when I met my husband, I was like, where have you been my whole life? Like now I have you. I never want to let you go. And that's how I feel about wrestling. And so it's it's crazy to me to think that someone that never imagined themselves being a wrestler is now a wrestler. I can't imagine myself doing anything other than that. And now I'm going to WrestleMania. It's, Crazy to me, but and I feel like I have this opportunity that so many people have dreamed of since they were a kid, and I just I found it later in life, and now I feel like I'm in this space where I just want to prove that like I I, I love I love where I'm at, and I want to take full advantage of this, and I, and I also love that this moment isn't just about me. It's about creating history. It's about representing for women. It's about representing for women of color and Black women. Like, it's just a moment that's about so much more than just me and going for a championship. So... I, I just I can remember a lot day, but I just feel super blessed with this journey and where it's led to. Like, I have zero complaints.
1: <laughs> well, you're obviously aware of the magnitude of the situation that you find yourself in. Has it changed or altered your preparation or your mindset, particularly in these last few weeks leading up to WrestleMania? Because unlike last year, this is going to be close to a normal WrestleMania. We've got fans allowed in the building. You are going to be in front of the WWE Universe on the grandest stage of them all with the SmackDown women's title on the line against one of the most successful female competitors of all time. No pressure. <laughs> 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 What's your mindset been like now that it's tangible? We are literally hours away from the biggest match of your career.
0: It's, um, you know, I always say, like, I try to live by the motto, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, uh, which has worked because, you know, WWE opportunity can come at any given time and you have to be ready because uh, either you're going to, sink or what was it sink or sink swim, swim
1: or, like sink Bruce or, the shark sink or,
0: sink or swim um <laughs> but no um but being Wrestlemania on the grandest stage of them all like you have to prepare there's no like staying ready so you can you know stay ready so you ain't got to get ready no like you have to prepare and especially with it being like a historic match and being on the grandest stage of them all with Sasha Banks who has like been a dream match of mine like when I got to NXT I remember like thinking about the four horsewomen and being like they were in this same position as me. Like they had a locker in this locker room and now they're on Raw and SmackDown on WrestleMania doing big things. So I remember thinking like if I can have a match with them one day, that's when I know that like I'm there, but it seems so far away. Like it just seemed like a, a thought because I didn't even know how to do a headlock or wrist lock in that moment. So for me, it's just, really trying to wrap my mind around how big this moment is and I honestly just want to lay it all out there and also because you know there's so many other women who came before me and in, in black women's business that came before me that it it I have this feeling of like wow like I'm the person in this position that's that's able to create this history but it could have been them and sometimes I think should it have been them and with that being in my mind knowing that like they've Lay the foundation and broken barriers so that I can be here and walk to the door and take advantage of this opportunity. That's in my mind. And so it's not just about the SmackDown Miss Championship. I'm going in there to stand there and represent for them. Um, you know, I'm I'm physically in that ring, but by me being that ring, I'm standing there, they're in the ring with me. So I'm just trying to go all out, show up, show out from gear, entrance, match. Uh, there's just. There's no way to prepare for other than just putting it all out there. It's a huge moment that like you can't even put it into words how big this moment is.
2: (laughs) You mentioned your gear now twice, Bianca. And I know you take a lot of uh, love and thought and preparation into what you're going to do in pride. So can you give Corey and I just explain it to us? Why would you do that? Why would you do I that? Why know? would you try to spoil a surprise? I want to know a surprise.
1: Listen, this is a I'm I'm taking this personally because you know what I look forward to every Friday, Vic? What? seeing Bianca's gear when she comes dancing out of the entranceway on, on SmackDown? Okay. That's one of my little <sighs> victories. So don't deny me that, okay? Hey, because fine. I'm All gonna right. be ringside and I'm gonna get to see the EST on the grandest stage in her special WrestleMania gear. How dare you betray? Are that, you gonna Vic? flop your hands
2: too when she you walks damn down? Right okay, I am. I'm gonna make sure you are. There you go. So uh, I'll switch my question then to make make... Make Corey happy, Bianca, and we'll do it a little differently. You just mentioned Sasha Banks. You mentioned the four horse women. You mentioned seeing them. What about the women in NXT now that are following in your footsteps that walk into the performance center in Orlando and go, man, I want a dream match with Bianca Belair. What's the message to all those women and all those women that are trying to figure out how to make it to NXT? What's your message for the women out there?
0: My message is to just keep starting over every single day. And no matter how far away it seems, it's, it's possible. And if you stick at it, it's going to happen. I was in that same position where I felt like it was so far away. I'm like, uh, it, 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 it sounds good, but is it going to happen? It will happen. It will. And I just, I think about, um, you know, the inspiration that the Four Horsewomen were to me and like to think that I'm the same inspiration or to other women that are coming behind me is is amazing feeling. Um, you know, I, I feel so excited about the fact that like even Rhea Ripley is having a match at WrestleMania and we were the last two in the Royal Rumble. And I feel like that was so exciting because I feel like we're a little bit like at the forefront of a, a new like little generation of women that are that are coming through. Because uh, we were all in NXT together and we're the first two to kind of come up and, and to Raw and SmackDown, And it's just cool to like be at the forefront of this kind of new generation is coming through and really able to showcase like what there is in the future like the future is now and knowing that there's another a group of women in NXT that are amazing and to you know i just wanted to to people for people to be excited to know that like there's some more women that are coming behind us that are that are going to come up and steal the show and um be great so i just want to be inspiration for those women the same way that that sasha and charlotte and becky and Bailey were inspiration for me
1: Are there any doubts in your mind? We've spoken about the magnitude, the significance of this matchup. And I'm not talking about Bianca, the EST, the character. I'm talking about the woman that you revealed to the world uh, on you know, WWE Network that we all caught a glimpse of, that we get to, to know to some extent backstage. What's the doubt feel like right now?
0: Um, Definitely. Uh, you know, even being an athlete my whole life, I always deal with nerves. But my daddy always tells me, like, it's okay to be nervous because that means you care. And I remember before takeover Phoenix, he was just—I was like, I'm so nervous. He's like, "It's okay to be nervous. Just don't be scared." Like I didn't raise you to be scared of anything, but I do deal with like imposter syndrome. I do like right before any of my big matches, especially, especially WrestleMania, I'm constantly like, and I've been in this space this week of constantly like giving myself these affirmations, like, "Nah, you—you're good. You're like hella good. Like you're in this spot. You know what you're doing." Because I'm constantly like, "Oh gosh." am I really this good? Can I can I go to WrestleMania and, and really show up and show out? Like, and now they're doing a hashtag for us to be main event. Like, oh, okay, yes, yes, you are main event. You are like, it's constantly like reaffirming myself in my mind this week of you are dope. You are good. You are hella good. You want to show up and show out like you always do. But it's, it's definitely, I definitely deal with like imposter syndrome. Like that's just me being real.
2: Well, I know you're going to show up, you're going to show out. And of course, Bianca, you're shooting your WrestleMania diaries this week. The video diaries chronicling the lead up to this huge WrestleMania match against Sasha Banks. You can check them out on all WWE digital platforms and social platforms as well. You know, WrestleMania on the horizon, Sasha Banks. I want to tie this back in right now, guys, because I got to know this answer to the first thing we were talking about. What the hell was going through your mind when you were taking on Mary-Kate and you wanted to jump off the (laughs) scaffolding at the PC Live show? I'm telling you, no fear in Bianca Belair. I know what she's going to bring at WrestleMania. She's going to lay it all on the line like she just said. But I got to know, what were you thinking?
0: Listen, that match with Mary-Kate, I was trying to prove myself, okay? I was like, if I got to jump from the top of the building and do a 450 to show every single person (laughs) in the (laughs) (laughs) Me <laughs> that I deserve this. <laughs> no, I was just putting it all out there and, and I I know we were trying to we were trying to do everything crazy, chairs and tables and like everything that we could pop. I think that was the first time I did a 450 uh in, in the PC. Like I was just like, this is my WrestleMania moment. Like that was my first WrestleMania moment in my mind. <laughs>
2: And I remember you saying that you're like, I got to get to WrestleMania. I got to show out tonight. And I go, what are you going to do? And you're like, well, I'm going to go on top of that air conditioning thing all the way on the <laughs> ceiling and jump onto Mary Kate into the trampoline. And I went, the hell are you going to do? You're like, hey, I got to do it. I got to show them I want it. And I was sitting there baffled. And then when the coaches came up to you, they're like, no, you, you can't do that. And you're like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And and I remember it just being that moment of, oh, she gets it. She wants her moment. She's not going to be denied.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember like having some ideas and Sarah was like, absolutely not.
2: But hey, you had your moment. You're going to have your moment at
1: WrestleMania. All right, Bianca, we are hours away. Main event, WrestleMania, SmackDown Women's Championship, the EST versus the boss. Final thoughts for the WWE Universe.
0: My final thoughts are I just can't wait to be in that moment on the grandest season on April 10th. sending across Sasha Banks. She's the boss. She's the blueprint. She's the standard. I'm going to have to use all my ESTs to take her down. I'm going to have to be the strongest, the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest, the best to take Sasha Banks down. But that's what I'm going to do. And I can't wait to get with all of our fans. It's going to feel like a family reunion. My family will be there for the very first time in like over a year. It's going to be a magical night. Um, And I'm going to walk out as SmackDown Women's Champion. This rookie is going to end Sasha Banks' reign as SmackDown Women's Champion. (laughs)
1: Love it. Love it. We have no doubt you guys are going to tear the house down. I'm looking forward to it. Vic's excited about it. Go get ready. The clock is winding down. Thank you so much, Bianca. I appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, that was awesome. Thank you once again to Bianca for taking time out of her busy WrestleMania prep schedule to hang out here on ATB. The best of luck to the EST. She's going to need it. And what you're going to need to do is subscribe. No matter what you're listening to After the Bell on, what platform, make sure you subscribe. You're not going to want to miss all the goodness we will be dropping this week, all week long. Join the conversation using the hashtag after the bell follow at after the bell, WWE on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm at WWE graves. He's at Vic Joseph, WWE, make sure you subscribe. We are going to be dropping little gems for you all WrestleMania weekend. Make sure you're caught up. We're going to get some behind the scenes interviews and reactions. Vic's got feet on the ground after the amazing takeover stand and deliver two night spectacle. If you're using Apple podcasts, hit the subscribe button Throw us five stars if you're on Android. ATB is on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Follow the WWE Podcast Network at WWE Podcasts on all platforms, and we'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell.